Hello and welcome to the first ever officially attempt at recording a thing for Dave and I and our as yet unnamed company and named podcast podcast <laughs> unnamed thing that we're doing. My name is Mark Santa Steven, joined by Dave Lindsay, the Hammer, <laughs> the Hammer Lindsay. David the Hammer Lindsay. Um, so um, we're literally just messing around with our equipment here. Yeah. We're trying to figure out if we have stuff that works. Um, so my kind of theory on what we are using, what we're doing is um, I we don't have any kind of like money to invest in nice – stuff but that being said i do feel like it's 2019 if you have a podcast it can't sound like garbage no it should it should be at a listenable audio quality and hopefully that's what we'll end up producing yeah i think the equipment we have so far from what i can tell it sounds nice but we've definitely run into some issues getting started and i mean we could always go into the equipment that we're using later on talk a little bit about that but um to say their uh things started off smoothly <laughs> no wasn't the case so was not the case yeah so um it seems like it's working right now though uh but i mean we'll we'll be playing around with stuff and some of this gear might change um we kind of we went with a budget, but good stuff as much as we could, I think. Um, so I'm happy with what we have as long as it as long as it works. And then we'll kind of listen into our audio a little bit and see if it sounds like trash or if it sounds all right. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. So we have a couple ideas for things that we're going to be working on here, and we still we just have to work out exactly what it is that we want to do. Right. So we have. Um, we're going to try to release a podcast that's not really the main podcast that we want to do, but it's kind of a way for us to get comfortable talking on microphone and working through, uh, conversations and equipment and posting and, and, using engagement with, uh, you know, building a community, things like that. Um, and so that's that's kind of our, our – we're using this as like our kickoff point. Yeah, it's a way of um, – uh, one, I think also for us to, to get a chance to or have an excuse to play some more games and right. um, kind of uh, be able to analyze – how these different games and how their mechanics work and also um, hopefully share some fun, useful information that other people who are into games are, are going to want to listen to. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Um, would you consider yourself new to board game card games? Um, to, to some degree, yes. Only because, I mean, I've always been into games. Um, I can remember... As a kid, just, you know, I'm 
the youngest of three siblings, and um, I can remember wanting to always play a board game. Right. And so constantly asking people in my family, like, will you play a board game with me? Will you play a board game with me? And no one wanted to play games. So, <laughs> um, you know. I what were they doing instead? Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm good uh, three years apart from each of my siblings. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, my, my oldest being, you know, six years apart from me, you know, I'm sure she was off doing – you know, she she was probably a teenager when I'm like asking asking to play games, and you know, her ten year old brother asking to play board games. She has has no interest in in doing that, right? Um, where I think, uh, you know, even I can even really get my parents to play games. <laughs> it's <laughs> like you're gonna play games. Ah, I'll do that later. And as a parent myself, I understand that right now. But that's kind of where. You know things like this. Uh, you know where where tabletop gaming is now, and and you know podcasts and stuff like that. I I feel like there's so many missed opportunities for parents to play games with their kids yeah. and actually have fun playing. Right, like you don't have to play Candyland. No, there's other options out there. You probably shouldn't play Candyland. Probably shouldn't play Candyland. It will make you less want to play games. Candyland is great too when you want. When your kid wants to play a game and you just want it to be short and done because it's really mm-hmm. easy to cheat in the opposite way when you're playing with like a three year old mm-hmm. where you're just like you're giving them the mm-hmm. the like candy the card and yeah, and the doubles and like <laughs> I mean they they're just playing how they want to play anyway at that point but um, yeah I think that uh, definitely is is a good game for that but um, when you're actually wanting to play a game and sit down and play with your kids. Like, you know, those are the kind of games that I think my parents never wanted to play, right? Like, mm-hmm. it was that or Monopoly, and Monopoly took forever. And, right. you know, as a kid, you didn't really grasp the concept of what you were playing anyway. Yeah. So um, I've always liked games, but I've, um, you know, I, I was never, like, a hardcore fan of, of games, like, recently. You right. Know? So it's something that... I'm kind of rediscovering and 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 you and picked up a couple of games that you've played with your family, yes, fairly recently. I guess like maybe in, within the last year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we got um, Forbidden Desert because kind of in the same vein of me wanting to like ultimately look for somebody to play games with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so who do I have available? Well, it's my my own family now and right. you know mainly my wife and trying to see if I can get her into games and and try to get us to all play together um I looked for a um a co-op game mm-hmm. cuz the last thing you want to do is pe- play a competitive game with your wife yes unless that's like you know what you're into but if especially like with my wife like not necessarily being like oh I'm excited to play like a card game and it's like okay well I'm going to Smash you in this game, right. like she'll never play. <laughs> Let with me just me destroy again. you completely. <laughs> and, not, and, she, and like she'll be looking at stuff, and she'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not reading all these cards. I'm not. I'm just not doing it." And then uh, I'm like, "I'm into it." I'm like, "Yeah, but this guy's doing this," and you're like, ah, "You're out of here." Yeah, she's like, "All right, this is we're done." So I get that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's that, play a game. That's we're working together. I wanted to. Uh, 
like I wanted to have fun playing games and I wanted to, um, you know, strengthen my relationship and not tear it apart. So I figured like, what's the best way to do that? Let's play something that's a cooperative game. And, uh, so, uh, tons of information out there. Like if you're looking for games, there's top, top 10 lists and stuff like that. You go on and on. Um, I ended up, uh, getting, um, forbidden desert mm-hmm. and we played that and uh, my so daughter's did you old just enough do to like a too. google search like cooperative board games uh i think actually the way i came across uh yeah i think i actually did just do a search for it but what that brought up was results from uh i think the uh, board game geek mm-hmm. website and also um tabletop uh, youtube channel i think okay. had a had a list of of good yeah. co-op games. Um, so definitely a few resources out there. And um, and it's a great game. Like, it's a solid game. It's, it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun to play. And um, you're literally, there's a system that is working against you, and you make decisions together to try and... Yeah. Accomplish accomplish the goals. You're beaten. You're you, it's your team against the board game, mm-hmm. and and for that, I think it's a it's a great way to play. Like if you're just trying to get into board games, because for the same reason, like you know, I don't want to get too competitive with my wife right out of the gate. It's like just in general, you can have a little more fun with a board game when you're all working together towards a goal versus like competing against each other. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything wrong with uh, the competition aspect. I like that a lot in games. Um, But I think if you're just trying to get started and everything like that, it can be intimidating when it's just like, you're done, you're out, like Mm -hmm. game over. Um, So when you actually get the chance to, um, to play the game and when it's like, when you lose, you all lose. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like you're all like, ah, well, next time we got to try this. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, little, it's a little more interesting that way. Yes. It's just a cool dynamic to play a co-op game, mm-hmm. you know, and the way that the system's built to to fight against you is is very interesting. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, definitely it's, it's a cool experience. And it's one of those things that just, I think, Whenever you're used to playing like competitive games, getting everyone on the same side makes people feel good. My wife prefers cooperative games for sure. Right. Um, but yeah, um, Forbidden Desert—that's a fun one. I have Forbidden Island, which is I think the first game released in that series. Yeah. So it's also a cooperative game, um, and yeah, it's fun. Um, and I can occasionally get my wife to just sit with me and play it. Right. So that's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think for me, getting into board games started uh, pretty early on. I've always been into video games, and I've enjoyed board games, things like Monopoly, like you said. Um, And my parents would play, like, board games, but they were, like, really – uh, I would say like popular board games or like vanilla board games. Right. Like right. we played um, Aggravation. If you're familiar with that, I don't think it's I've literally seen just that. like you you roll the dice, I think, and you just move your guy around a circle, and if you land on someone else, they go back to the beginning. Okay. So that was yeah. I hated that because it would always. I, I just hated like making progress and then like getting kicked back because of a dice roll. Uh, so 
that that was irritating. But we those were the kinds of games that we played as a family. Mm-hmm. And um, card games like Uno. Sure. Skippo, things like that. I, that's, that's the thing. I feel like when we were growing up, there are... You know the board games were really just in the in the vein of like the um, major game makers like yeah. Parker Brothers and mm-hmm. Milton Bradley and stuff like that. Like they're like the it's so far expanded now. Yeah, they have independent companies, even like bigger companies that are doing you know more dynamic games and stuff like that. And maybe that stuff was going on. And I just had no idea about it because you know there were wasn't as much information freely available as there is today, but yeah, totally, totally. Um, I don't know. And I think also like with the, um, like access that the internet gives, like you can just like find tons of different game ideas, um, like on the internet pretty quickly. Yeah. I don't think that was happening back when I was, you know, 10, no, no. Um, I also got really into chess when I was young. So I played a lot of chess. I uh, took classes on chess. I played my dad in chess a lot, and I went to tournaments and played chess. Um, and I was really good on a small regional level. Mm-hmm. So I would go to like the local library tournaments and there'd be maybe 20 people, 20, 30 people there playing chess, and I would win. Um, and that was cool. Um, I did some um, other larger-scale things that I'd, I would do, like maybe like second place or fifth place or something like that every so often. And then I did a state tournament once. was the biggest event that I did, uh, and I was you know, somewhere in the – in the middle of the pack. Oh, wow. Um, but I played a lot of chess then, um, and I, I was really into it. That was a fun bonding thing that I had with my dad. He would take me to events and stuff like that. Um, Is that how you got introduced to the game through your father? Yes. He taught me how to play chess. Yes. Um, so... Had he was he like in competitions or anything like that when Mm-mm. when he was a kid or anything? Like that? No, he wasn't, and um, I think he just kind of was interested in it. He knew how to play it, and and we kind of got a thing. I was always I enjoyed that sh- the high strategy of of chess, mm-hmm. um, and I got to a point where since I was like invested to a degree, I got like a lot better than, like, most people who just know how to play chess. Right. I could beat anybody who just, if you say, like, oh, yeah, I know how to play chess, I can beat you. I will destroy you. Right. Um, but if you're, <laughs> if it's someone who's, like, no, like, I really know how to play chess. Yeah. I'm probably, I, I couldn't really stand up to it, but. Yeah, because there's a whole, there's a whole method involved yeah. in chess, and it's, like, I know the rules of chess. Mm-hmm. Knowing the rules is not enough to beat somebody like yourself, like, who, yeah. who knows those strategies. Because it's, like, I remember, like, thinking I knew how to play chess and was good at playing chess. And right. then playing somebody that was, like, I can get you in four moves. Right. And you're, like, let's go. And then they get you, and you're, like, I don't even know how you did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did, did, how did you get from that beginning? Like, <laughs> so, so that particular thing is like a trick, right? Like, 
it's there's some pretty standard openings that most people do and if they follow these three steps you can do like this one one quick thing that catches people i did that to my cousin one time he i was probably 12 years old and he was like 28 or something and i did that to him and he was like I remember him being like, I'm never playing chess again. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, it's, it, this yeah, is awful. It defeats you. Yeah, he was, he was broken <laughs> by that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, right now, I haven't played a, a game of chess in, in many years. So I could, if I was to play someone, the way that I would win is I would recognize your mistakes before you did right. kind of thing, and then I would capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably play like a pretty safe game, just kind of like get some pieces out um, and open up my my side of the board a little bit. And then you would make a move, and I'd be like, oh, okay, you don't realize that you left this out here, and then I can block it over here, and I'm going to trap your queen. And then once I get a little bit of ahead like that, like it's over. It's right. just downhill from there. Right. So that's right. <laughs> that's how it would go for for me against uh, you know, I would just wait for someone to make a mistake. I wouldn't be like executing a strategy. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um how difficult do you think it is to um for like the average person to to kind of pick up on that stuff, like learn that and get better without going through like training or anything like that on uh, or you know reading a, a book about uh, yeah. chess like are these things that like because you know the rules right and so you go to play chess and you think you're on like a level playing field right you're like but know how the pieces move but we don't know how we're each going to move the pieces so you think like okay well you know as long as i know how to play then mm-hmm. i i have a chance mm-hmm. but you really don't like right, there's right. there's some some like key things you miss yes that people who actually know how to play chess, like there's there's knowing the rules of chess and knowing how to play chess. Totally, this is the difference. Yeah, totally. Um, the, I think if you spend you know a little bit of time, there are a lot of really simple things to understand that you can learn quickly that will let you understand basic strategies uh, a lot better, um, beginning game and end game things. Um, a lot better that you'll that you'll last that will last for you. Uh, but as far as like really developing and being good at chess, it just takes either you're a genius, which happens, and some mm-hmm. people just can look at a chessboard and can just understand and know what needs to be done right. to make it happen. Uh, otherwise, it just takes time. Just takes time doing it over and over again and. Uh, I, I for me I had like just enough of uh interest in strategy that I could apply myself to it but I didn't like dig in to like oh this is going to be my thing I'm going to be a chess master right right uh you know um so, so there's like some bullet points you could go over totally. and be like instantly better because you know these these yes. few tips yes and then from there, it's really just kind of a strategy. And that might put you then on a level playing field with, like, other people that, like, yourself totally. that, totally. Um, you know, like you were saying, if you just, if you kind of know, you will get destroyed. But, yeah. you know, if you know these other tips, you might have a chance of, uh, of you know, being mediocre, I guess. Yeah. Like, when I was in college, 
I had this is much f- removed from my playing chess official days. I'm in college, and there's a guy who was a close friend of mine, and he lived in a near building or the same building, and he was like, yeah, I know chess. We played chess a lot. We probably played chess over probably hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. So we'd play chess maybe three times in a row. We'd play chess every day maybe. Um, he beat me like three times. <laughs> but that being said, that showed like improvement in him. Right, right. Right? So like, and that wasn't, it wasn't me being good. It was me being, having a little bit of experience that just put me in a different field. Right. You know, we weren't like playing at the same Well, I level. remember starting playing uh, that chess app. I forget the name of the app, but we were, we were playing oh, a chess yeah. game together. <laughs> and uh, I remember you were like, oh, we're playing this chess game. I was like, oh, cool, dude. I'm in. Like, yeah. let's let's do it. You know, me thinking, again, I know the rules of chess. <laughs> I'm fine with playing it. And then just getting completely destroyed by you and being <laughs> like, I'm just not going to play this anymore. I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> we, there was, um, I did that with one of our managers, too. It was like um, a words with friends kind of yes, scenario, but it was, with chess. It's called chess uh, with friends, I chess think. With, yeah, 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 that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, we had one of our managers that I played with that a lot. And... <laughs> um, I was happy because I think my win ratio was like I had 50 plus wins and like less than 10 losses like all together uh, and I was beating him a lot and then all of a sudden like he just like started beating me he beat me like twice in a row and then I beat him and then he beat me again and I was like what is going on here um, but yeah man like playing someone who's better than you at chess will make you better at chess yeah I mean that I mean that makes sense right mm-hmm. yeah like if you're if you're constantly having to strategize around your weakness. Yeah. Then yeah. yeah, hopefully you're you're learning from that. And hopefully you learn not to make the same mistakes twice and things like that. And I, I like I said, I'm not good at chess. Anyone who is actually good at chess would smoke me. Just right, right. not even close. The only thing is I have like some of these leftover things in my mind where I'll catch someone leaving a piece undefended. And once I kind of have like a peace advantage, you know, mm-hmm. I'll just trade until we're until like we're yeah, down you to just the get last a head start, yeah. and, and then it's all yeah, over. and then it's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of how how I got into games, really, uh, like the start of it. But I've always been into um, board games. I've always been into video games, and the more that I've saw. Um, Newer takes on games, bringing things to life, making things, um, uh, you know, look good and have interesting themes and bringing in new mechanics, newer strategies that got me excited about it. And so I've had like a couple of different gaming groups of friends that I would meet with. Uh, over the past couple years, it hasn't been consistent, but there would be like, oh, I've got a consistent group for this couple month period, and we would play a couple different games. Um, and so it's one of those things that I th- I found to be uh, really uh, fun, enjoyable, and good to bring a group of people together um, and kind of bond over 
over yeah. different games. It's definitely a good way to bond with people, and I feel like more so um, than video gaming. Um, and and if you're gonna if you're gonna use video games as a source for bonding, it's got to be local multiplayer. Like, yeah, man. Online gaming, it, you, you just that can't. GoldenEye split screen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or Mario Kart, uh, you know, with everybody in the same room. Uh, that's going to be the kind of stuff that you can really um, laugh and have a good time with. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I, I had a period of time with the first Destiny when that came out where <clears throat> there was a group of us from work that got really into it and we played it every night this was my son had just been born and so i would i would be up super late he'd be crying i'd go pick him up out of the crib and hold him on my lap while i'd be on mic playing destiny and that we have some really good memories some bonding moments yeah <laughs> doing that um but I do know what you mean. I mean, there's nothing quite like that split screen Golden Eye or Halo mm-hmm. back in the day. Yep. Smash Brothers, getting people talking trash right next to each other. Land party, man. Land party. <laughs> Kids these days don't know. Yeah. They'll yeah, never know. But the yeah, but the board games I feel like there's a different there's a different vibe. Because you're all sitting at a table, you're all looking at each other. And uh, and I think that's where you know the bonding comes in because you're all just uh, just playing and have a good time. Yeah, and and then it's fun to see who the most competitive person is because you always always say that one person who gets like way yes. way into the the game and and that's always great to see. So I have found myself trying to be uh, less competitive and more interested in. Are people having a good time? Right. So I'm I'm hosting. I'm usually introducing the games to the people that are there. Um, at least with my current game group, I'm I'm the one who's like getting the games and, and introducing them. And then it's like, all right, I probably know this game a little bit better because I've researched it and I've looked at it. I've read the rule book, uh, but my goal isn't to use that knowledge to bring people to my home so that I can crush them and right. send them home <laughs> in tears. No, it's uh, I'm so I'm like, okay, let me make sure that people are understanding and not be like, oh, they, nope, you screwed up there. That's not that's not what the rules say. Right, but right. just like make sure people are having a good time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's the idea. So, I think what we want to do with this podcast um is get into games that we don't really know how to play. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, in in saying kind of uh, my piece at the beginning was just there's there's so many. Like yeah. I mean, having only really begun to scratch the surface of like what's out there in terms of games. Um, there there's so much stuff that uh, is on the table there to play. So you know, it should be fun to kind of explore what's out there, and you know. It, I'm sure we'll come across stuff that's that's been out for a while and people have a bit played and you know and reviewed to death and right. and all that stuff. But hey, it's going to be new to us and you know it should be a fun experience. And you know I think there's still value in that. So I think there's value to um, the the idea of hey, if you're interested in getting into a game, 
and you don't know anything about it, you can listen to someone who also doesn't know anything about it figure it out. Right. I think yeah. that's that could be interesting. Um, so one, a couple of things we talked about is um, we may record the whole gameplay experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see how it goes. I think we'll try it for sure. Um, just we'll we'll open up the cards, we'll play the game, we'll talk it, we'll keep the mics on, and see what it sounds like at the end. If it's interesting or if it's not interesting, then we won't we won't post it. Uh, maybe we'll go back through and pull out a clip here and there that we thought was interesting or funny. Um, and at the end, once we finish it, we'll circle back and do like a quick recap of here's what we thought uh stuff like that yeah yeah i i feel like it's it's less a review and more a um just chatting about the game right right like i mean you know i don't know if we have the credentials to to review a game and and say whether it's worth any quality or or what have you but uh it's just going to be our impressions our takes on the game um, did we have a fun time playing it? And uh, you what know. kind of things we liked, or what stuff that we found confusing, and uh, what stuff we think might be interesting for someone who doesn't know about it to learn about it? Yeah, and I think coming at it as people that aren't that aren't and professional board right. game reviewers is is you're getting the same take as probably you'll feel when you open up the game, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, if we find something confusing, chances are you're probably going to find it confusing, and so maybe that's something to look out for. But and hopefully, it's it sounds like the conversation a listener would have with us if we had just played the game together. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we'd played the game for the first time, and we're talking to them about it. That's exactly. hopefully what the conversation sounds like. Uh, so we're going to probably try um, alternating games to mm-hmm. to introduce. Um, and and teach so like I'll spend a little bit of time um, researching the game that I'll be I'll be going over and talk about it and introduce you to it and I'll be more familiar with the rule set and then the next time you'll do that absolutely do you think that makes sense I think that's the best way to go because uh, um. We'll ultimately, I'm sure, uh, come across games before one another, and I think that's a good way of saying, like, hey, I found this game. Let me show you what it's all about. Right. Sounds good. Um, I think it could be cool for us to do, like, multiple part episodes about the same games, too, especially if we're going to do games that are um, either ongoing or that have that are expanding in different ways, collectible games, um, deck-building games, things like that. Uh, It might be interesting to be like, hey, here's our first impression of it right at the beginning, our first hand of it. Uh, This is what we thought about it. And then if it, like, lingers for us and we end up, like, really getting into it, it would be good to, like, maybe circle back and be like, hey, we've been playing this game for um, a little while now, back and forth a little bit. Um, and this is where we're at with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that will, uh, it's, it's, there's definitely a difference between the first time you play a game and one you've been playing for a while, especially if it's one you enjoy playing, because uh, that means you liked it enough at the beginning to keep going, 
keep playing it. And there, so there's bound to be something that you found out along the way that you didn't know when you first started. So uh, I think that will hold relevance that way. Absolutely. Cool. I think we're going to put a break in here and we're going to get a game out that we're going to mess with and we'll intro that and talk about it later. This whole thing that we just recorded, I don't know that we'll, we may not ever post it. You'll, you may never hear this. We're, we're talking into the ether yeah. right now. But yeah, this may be, tweet, be between us and, and the Lord. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we just wanted to really try out the gear and talk through what's going on. I think the, the other big thing for me that I think we are trying to do is for everything that we're working on, we want to just pull the cover back. Right. Reveal the man behind the curtain, the the machinery yeah. behind the curtain. What's going on? So, um, the I mean, there's a lot of conversations that go into all the different things that we're trying to do, whether that's learn how to make a podcast or learn how to play new games or some of the other stuff that we'll be doing. Um, but, you know, we're just going to record us talking about all of it. Yeah, I think sometimes what you um, see with podcasts or uh, you know YouTube or, or whatever is um, these people doing these things, and they're um, the what they're trying to project is a, a an ultra professional um, look, which is great, right? right. Like you you want it to be professional, kind of like you were saying, like we uh, we want enough when with that on a budget, we want enough recording equipment that it, it sounds quality you're going to yeah. be able to listen to it and it shouldn't sound like we're we're talking into tin cans um but aside from that i think there's something to be said like it's like hey we work day jobs yes like this is you know it like sometimes i think when you listen to podcasts um it can kind of come across like you know let's project the image like you know we're this big company and like you know mm-hmm. this is what we do and that's that's fine like i i see why people do that why there's value in that i think what we want to show is just kind of like the honesty of mm-hmm. of um making a podcast talking about games cuz i mean we're talking about tabletop games should be yep. fun like yeah. shouldn't be anything that's like um too serious so I think this gives us a chance to kind of show everyone what it's like to yeah. to try and create these things um, and trying to create games. Yeah. All right. Well, let's put a break in. Break. 